Let's take a moment to pray before we hear God's word. Heavenly Father, with much to ask you, at this moment we simply ask that you would open our ears, truly open our hearts to hear your word. Speak to us and help us to hear you. Amen. Our reading is one of the, just a wonderful passage from the Gospel of John. Gives us the term doubting Thomas, or in some parts of the world called believing Thomas. This is in the 20th chapter of the Gospel of John, verses 19 through 31. A quick word before we read this. This passage uh, has a somewhat problematic reference talks about the fear of the Jews, and I wanted to note that. It's really a, a topic that's better served in a Sunday school class. But it's important to remember as we read this that the disciples themselves, and of course Jesus himself, were all Jewish people of the first century. Let's now, uh, let's hear from God's word. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met, were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, He breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So when the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord, But he said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and I put my finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to, to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The word of the Lord. Thanks. There and then, the disciples of Jesus gathered on a Sunday. They are locked together out of fear. And they are frightened. They're also overstimulated. They have seen the trial, the torture, and the execution of their beloved rabbi, Jesus. 
Simon Peter and another disciple have seen his empty tomb and come back filled with fear and wonder. Mary Magdalene reports actually seeing the resurrected Jesus. There and then, the disciples locked together on a Sunday, locked in, frightened, overstimulated. And then in a moment, with no explanation whatsoever, the resurrected Christ is present. And how do they know it's Jesus? What evidence do they have to demonstrate that the same Jesus, now raised, is with them? The marks of the cross. Jesus actively shows the disciples his nail-marked hands and his spear-pierced side. The disciple Thomas understands that the marks of the cross are essential to who Jesus is as the Messiah, the Son of God. And Jesus tells Thomas to touch his wounds, the marks of the cross. The marks of the cross prove the presence of Christ. The resurrected Jesus Christ is with him. And the presence of Jesus gives the disciples purpose. Here and now, we are gathered on a Sunday. We're not locked in a room together, but each of us locked apart, separated from each other as a Christian congregation. We may see our neighbors more often now, but we walk away from each other as we stroll. Grandparents and grandchildren unable to play together, to hug together, at best may be waving from the driveway. And we are overstimulated in some ways, too, Too much overheated news repeated, too much commentary, too much food, too much waiting, too much time alone, some of us too much work, and we're frightened. We're frightened of the virus, frightened of COVID-19, frightened perhaps of the uncertainty of our future, growing concern about employment and economy. We're locked out and frightened and overstimulated. Then, with no explanation whatsoever, the resurrected Christ is present to us. The resurrected Christ is present and gives our lives purpose too. Wait, you must be saying, we we don't see the resurrected body of Jesus. We cannot put our hands upon his wrist or place our hands upon his side to see where the Roman spear pierced him. Jesus says as much when he says, blessed are those who believe though they do not see. And yet, just as long ago, the marks of the cross show the presence of the resurrected Jesus for us too. Every time human beings sacrifice themselves in ways large or small, their lives show the marks of the cross of Christ. Countless people continue to work, often not making much money, while at risk of illness. I know of a family that lives separated in their home. Mom working at the hospital, and she stays upstairs. Dad has a weakened immune system, so he and the son live downstairs. A sacrifice they're making for one another, for the community as well. Another family buries a beloved husband, father, grandfather, great-grandfather. 
and at the funeral there are about half a dozen people present, missing the hundreds of people who would have gathered at his funeral to celebrate his life, to grieve his death, and rejoice in his eternal life. But that family knows they cannot gather the beloved community to mark that moment, a sacrifice they have to make. As a nation, we are embarking on a vast experiment of sacrifice, sacrificing massive chunks of our economic life. And we are not certain of the outcome. But we need to do so to prevent the spread of illness. The marks of the cross, human human choices to sacrifice for others, the marks of the cross are all around us. The marks of the cross confirm the presence of Jesus Christ. And the presence of Jesus gives our life purpose. Jesus marks that purpose so clearly when he says, As the Father has sent me, so I send you. One of the great challenges for some, many of us during quarantine is quarantine what to do with ourselves. Now, some of us are more busy than ever. I think of teachers who have to not only teach but fashion a whole new way of teaching online. But many of us have more, much more time on hand. The presence of Christ gives direction, meaning, purpose to the disciples long ago when they were locked together. And the presence of Christ gives direction, meaning purpose to us, even though we may be locked away from each other. The lives of the disciples of Jesus are defined by the cross, giving and sacrifice for others. Here's an example I I came across very recently right here at Lake Murray Presbyterian Church. A group, we have a a knitting group in the church called the Knitwits. Um, And someone contacted the church from our our local Presbyterian uh, retirement communities and they needed someone to assemble, to sew together face masks for their staff. So I reached out to the knitting group and they found their best sewers and they sewed together these face masks. In fact, they were eager, delighted, to help, to have something productive to do with their time. And it did require the sacrifice of their time. At a later point, we may need to ask why the most advanced civilization in the world needed a sewing circle to make these, but at the moment, we're glad they did. They found a moment to give in the midst of the quarantine. In fact, having been asked to do this, they took it a step further. They made, I don't know how well you can see these, and I don't want to take them out of the bag. They're headbands with big buttons on them to go to healthcare workers. If you wear that mask day after day, hour after hour, sitting on the back of your ears, it starts to hurt. In fact, I talked to one person, and they were worried they were getting an ear infection, but it was just the mask rubbing on their ears. So our knitting group made these cute little headbands to allow the healthcare workers to wear the masks that they need to without irritating them. It's not saving the world, but it is doing something to care for others, to mark to them, we are thinking of you and we care about you, and if there's something that we can do, we want to do it. A small but important token of very real love and affection. As the Father sends me, so I send you. 
Now, usually this is the part of the sermon, as the mission and evangelism pastor, this is the part of the sermon where I would start encouraging people to join us for the mission trip to Mexico, or ask you to sign up for our local Good Work Blitz, or to be a volunteer volunteer at our local food pantry. And I kind of wanted to do the last one anyway, but that kind of action is not wisdom for the moment. In a coronavirus... Grasping the purpose that Christ gives us requires some creativity. And so this morning I ask you to think about how can you hear the words of Jesus as the Father has sent me in self-giving love, in self-sacrificing love, in the love of the cross. As the Father has sent me, Jesus says, so I send you. How is Christ Sending you. Well, let's start simple. Are you giving food or money to the local food pantry? Can you? We Care is the name of uh, the food pantry here in Chapin. And they have a rising demand. Dropping supplies and reduced volunteers. Did you get part of the tax refund corona stimulus package? And have you considered giving some of those funds away as your way to respond to the presence of Christ? Here's another simple possibility. Make a list of a few people you think might be lonely. Or maybe people who are working to exhaustion because of the crisis. What's the best way for you to reach out to them? simply to let them know that they are not forgotten. Or here's another group of people to think about. Who do you usually see every week? The same uh, teller at the grocery store, the same person when you go to get coffee, the people that you see week in and week out at uh, events for your kids or your grandkids, you don't see them anymore. Can you remember them? at the very least in prayer, but perhaps in some other gesture. Can you remember the people in your life to them and before God? As the Father sends me, so I send you, Jesus says. This is where the imagine of your spirit is important. To pay attention to the unique places and the unique ways that Christ may be sending you, is sending you in your life. The sparking of your spirit is the clue for you to follow. Let me give one last idea. It's this, that the place where Christ sends you is the place where you are already engaged with your time and your energy. You are already perhaps pouring the energy you have into the place where Christ calls you. We are all sent by Jesus Christ to give of ourselves, just as he did. Maybe you are already there, and for you, let this simply be a word of encouragement. That you are going to the place Christ has sent you. That you are living out the purpose Christ has for your life. Giving of yourself for the good of others. This moment is a moment of perspective for you, perhaps. Sometimes we can ask others to help us see where might we serve Christ or just this moment of reflecting itself. 
Have you ever been looking for something? This happens to me when I'm looking for something in our pantry. And I'm reasonably sure, sure that we have the item. But I've looked over the pantry and I can't find it. And I can either drive to the store or do what I need to and call for some help and say to someone, usually my wife, can you come here and look and see if we have a can of olives? And almost without fail, with her fresh eyes and perspective, she grabs two or three of the things that I was looking for because she hasn't stared herself blind looking at the pantry. Sometimes we simply need fresh perspective on the place where, we're, where we already are. And perhaps this moment is for you a chance to see where you are, not as just the mundane day in and day out, but the place where Christ has sent you. That the resurrected Jesus is calling you to give your life in that very place where you are. Long ago, on the day of his resurrection, Jesus came to his disciples when they were locked up together and afraid. Still today, the resurrected Christ, known by the marks of the cross, still today, the raised Jesus is present with us who are locked from each other by a virus. Now and then, as then, Jesus says to us, peace be with you, and brings us joy. Now, as then, the resurrected Jesus gives our life purpose set into the whole cosmos of God's creation. All glory be to God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.